Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello there, and thank you for checking out the podcast. Coming up, the Carolina Hurricanes and their surge. Don Cherry hates it. We'll see what former Jet Jordy Douglas thinks of it, and also CJOB's Christian O'Mell. Couch Potato Jeff Braun has seen all the Best Picture nominees. We'll ask him who will win at the Oscars on the weekend. And Winnipegger Jamie Michaels on his new comic book, Christy Pitts. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. Look at the fans. The fans are doing it. The skull clap. Everybody's doing it. And now, the surge reverses. Oh, the reverse. Yep. And look at this. Oh, they're going to come under the court. Oh, yeah. It's the surge. After they win, the Carolina Hurricanes do it. And Don Cherry is not happy about it. I know what I'm talking about. You never do anything like that. They're still not drawn. They're a bunch of jerks as far as I'm concerned. Bunch of jerks, says Don Cherry. Let's see what Jordy Douglas has to say. Retired NHL and WHA player joining us on the phone now. Good afternoon, Jordy. Hey, Hal, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. Nice <laughs> chatting with you again. What do you, you What do you make of this? I, I would imagine you are a traditionalist. Would you agree with Grapes on this? Um, well, I, I am a traditionalist. I, I, I agree to that, to the extent of, you know, the history of the game and so on and so forth. Yeah. But, Hal, you got to know your market. You got to know your market, yeah. and uh, you know the one thing about Raleigh—they um, know their market, or they're at least trying to know their market. Um, I've been there; I've been blessed to be there. I've been there six, eight times watching games over the years, and I've been in that building when I, I'm not lying when I tell you there might be five thousand people in the stands. Wow! You know, uh, it was—it was a Monday night football game, and the Panthers were playing up the road, and nobody was coming to watch the hockey team. And they're not even the—they're not the primary tenant. I mean, basketball and football, and they all outdraw the Carolina Hurricanes. So, you know, from a traditional point of view, yeah, it—you know—it—it kind of, kind of irks you a little bit. But I got to tell you, uh, two things I'll say. One is, if it—if it wasn't working, I don't suspect management would let it be go. You know, let it continue. But more importantly, look at the stands. The fans are all into it. They're totally waiting for this to happen. And. If you're going to nurture your fan base, well, give them what they want. And I guess in Carolina, that's what they want. Yeah. Don Cherry said they're not drawing any more fans by doing it. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but you're right. The fans do seem to be enjoying it, eh? Sure. And, you know, I'll add one other thing, Hal. Think of it this way. I mean, uh, it's a game. Don't ever forget, it's just a game. Yeah, it's professional hockey. I get all that. But you're trying to win over fans that you know, aren't uh, um, in-depth in, in, in the history of the game like we are in, in the North. And so you're doing everything you can to get their attention. Um, so, you know, and the other side to that, I'd just say this is a, just a bit of a thought, but, you know, I've been blessed to be in Vegas to watch them play. And, and have you seen the opening ceremony or the opening shtick they do for the Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah, we we were ta- we were talking about that last uh, segment. We were uh, Sky Neller producing the show today was talking about like it's a full blown Vegas show. Exactly, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's entertaining, and the difference between Carolina and Vegas would be the fact the players participate in Carolina. You know, and you know, I it's is it hard? 
Is it hard to watch it? Well, you know what? The game's over by the time they get to that anyway. I'm, yeah. I'm you know, I'm on to another channel, but yeah. but the reality is that you know, I watch there's a lot of kids in the stands, Hal. There's a mm. lot of kids in the stands and yeah. and that's who they're trying to I got to believe that's who they're trying to uh hook on to so yeah, yeah it, 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 I, I, a real sidebar you know that this bunch of jerks comment yes they're producing they can't keep up with the shirts in carolina they, they've they've gone on to the marketing now and you can buy well if you can get a get one a t-shirt or whatever that has bunch of jerks on it all done in <laughs> carolina and they can't keep up i just i was talking to my my pal who's the equipment manager there last night and he goes, J- JD, we 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 can't even keep up. Good luck trying to get one of those shirts. They're 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 hot commodities. Yeah. Well, it's working at some level. It's working then. Yeah. That, that I. You know what? Anything you got to tr- look. That market is so lean. Um, I mean, yeah, they won the Stanley Cup, and they had all kinds of people in the stands. But that's the epitome of success, right? When you're mm. doing well, people come out of the woodwork, so to speak. It's a challenge when you're not, and you're competing against college basketball football stadium is right across the parking lot you know you 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 compete and you compete with nascar i mean you that's a tough market and it's a beautiful building like i gotta tell you it's a fun building like uh, you know like the way it's laid out and everything it's it's a very nice building but yeah you you just got to get fan fans in the stands yeah yeah hey uh of course you played with the whalers let me get this right the whalers the north stars and the jets you played the game I can't imagine all the players taking part in this surge are happy about it. There have to be some <laughs> players that are going, are you kidding me? Well, well, you know, I that's interesting. Like, they're all out on the ice. I mean, I guess, yeah. You, I don't you know. know. They're all, you know, does it make you – look, I, I think the comment Don Cherry made was about Justin Williams. You know, is oh, my God, what's he doing out there? I mean, he's the captain. Yeah. I mean, he – this is about – anything to build some team spirit or what, you know, is it, they're not looking at it. I don't think from the point of view of us up North going, well, you know, that just doesn't fly. I mean, they're having fun with it. And I got to believe off the ice, you know, the kids are lighting up like Christmas trees when they, you know, I understand other teams now kid, uh, you know, the minor league kid uh, teams are doing it, you know, they're catching on to it. So uh, I don't know. I don't want to say no harm, no foul, but yeah, Seems to be working for him. It's just interesting because, you know, back in the eye, you know, in, in the International yeah. Hockey League, we saw a lot of that. I'll call it shticky stuff, you know, like the, what's yeah. what's the shtick to get people in, you know, bobbleheads and all yep. that kind of stuff, you know. I, I guess, you know, this is a big show, Jordy, and, and some people don't like that this is happening at, at the NHL level. Fair enough. Uh, you know, I, 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 yeah. I totally understand when, they, when Mark Chipman first brought the Minnesota moose up here. If you remember that first year had a yep. lot of those baubles and bits, so right. to speak. Mm-hmm. And the traditionalists went, no, 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 not in this market. And, 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 and they, and they corrected it. They, yeah. they, they said, okay, yeah, that's right. No, we don't need to do that. And, and God bless that's us up here. But, you know, once again, if, if it's not working, hell, these, you know, management can easily say enough, yeah. you know what, put right. an end to this. Mm-hmm. And they're not, I mean, they're not. And, and, and is it right? Is it wrong? You know, again, you know, we're a long way away from Raleigh, North Carolina, and we're a long way away from what they have to do to generate interest down there. I mean, they're they're not on the front page of the sports like the Jets are in Winnipeg, right? So, right. whatever little bit helps, I suppose they're willing to 
to give that a go. Well, but Jordy, while I got you here, let's talk yep. about the Jets. They are on the front page, but uh, they're talking, uh, I'm hearing a lot of Jets fans talking about a bit of a slump for our boys. What's going on? Well, Hal, you know, it, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Uh, there's a lot of things that go on in the course of a you know, 80-plus game schedule. Um, they're still in first place. Uh, I commend them. They find ways to win games when things aren't going well. Um, but, you know, hey, folks, it's, it's the end of February. This is not April, May, and June. Uh, the Jets know what it takes now. They were there last year. And, you know, they'll, I've, I've watched this team this year mature. Uh, I find them to be uh, far more mature than a year ago. Um, and, yeah, hell, they're going to struggle. That's the reality of playing 82 games. You can't. You can't all be on the same page and, and, and flying high every night. It's just it's impossible. And, and they've run into some goalies, and they've had some injuries, and all the things that you know good teams work through, and, and, and the Jets are, and, 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 they, and they've got depth. They've got some depth. They've got some young guys step in doing wonderful jobs that, you know, Mason Appleton, I mean, you know, these guys, where were they other than in, the, you know, the American League, and they've stepped up and, played some pretty good minutes for the Jets. So no panic. You know what? Just you know, let, let the race continue. <laughs> <laughs> would you mess with the lineup at all heading into the playoffs, Jordy, or would you leave well enough alone? Well, you know, it's a catch-22, Hal. You, you have to be watching who your competitor is, uh, you know, who they've added to the roster. So they know Nashville you know, is a formidable force, and they've made some adjustments. They brought back uh, Cody McLeod, and they went out and got um, Boylet, you know, uh, on the sec- second, third line. They're making some adjustments, and, and, and you know the Jets are watching that because they need to match. You know, they would be very comfortable with their lineup, but, but again, when, when your competition's, you know, making some roster adjustments that – can impact how you play against them, then right. then they're going to look they're going to look to upgrade without quote unquote selling the farm and yeah. uh, and 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 one sidebar to that, Hal. Truth be told, winning the Stanley Cup, the window for that for teams now is so small. You know, it's hard to keep good players together, salary cap issues and and what have you. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Jets you know, make a splash, bring in a, a second-line centerman, second-line winger, you know, f- fill some voids that they feel will step them up like they had success last year with Stastny. And I feel, you know, they, they know that that won't hurt them. That won't hurt them to do that. As a matter of fact, it would help them. So, you know, providing they don't have to sell the farm. Jordy, thanks for your help, man. I appreciate it. Hal, have fun. Let, if I can get my hands on some of them bunch of jerk shirts, I'll let you know, okay? We'll sell them out of the trunk of my car, <laughs> and we'll make a good profit, Jordy, you and me. I, I live with those people, those bunch <laughs> of jerk shirts. Are you kidding me? <laughs> have fun, Hal. Thanks, Jordy. All right, bye-bye. Brenda Moore is a good coach. He play, these guys, to me, are jerks. You have to do this in the national. They're still not drawn. This is to me, and I'll tell you one thing, they better not do this in the playoff. What I don't understand is Brenda Moore is a street shooter. He always was. This is a joke. The, the rest of the guys, young men expressing themselves for joy of winning. 
You don't do this thing in the net. It's professional hockey. You, one of these guys are jerks or something. And I'll tell you one thing. They do this in the playoffs, making fun of the other team. But They're nobody's out on the ice. The game's over. I admit, I always liked your uh, theory of when you celebrate when you win only. Uh, that's why you liked Muhammad Ali, whereas uh, Sugar yeah, Ryder did the before. Shuffle. Now, you don't, if you want to do it, do it before. But right. that, that is absolutely ridiculous. I know the rest of the people. I know all the broadcasters and everything are afraid to say something like that. They're jerks well, doing it. I kind of like it. I know you. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. The weatherman, you know what I mean? I know what I'm talking about. You never do anything like that. They're still not drawn. They're a bunch of jerks as far as I'm concerned. All right, so Don Cherry doesn't like it. Christian O'Mell, host of the CGOB Sports Show tonight and every weeknight, 7 to 9, here on CGOB. What do you say? I think Don Cherry should be put on a ship and just set out to sea. <laughs> He's wearing a suit that he got from Fabricland, and he's trying to tell, oh, look at me, I know what I'm talking about. They're a bunch of jerks. What? <laughs> well, I know, I get, and yeah. when I was at the Jets game yeah. on Saturday, we have the TVs up in the press box, and I right. see them playing clips of the Hurricanes, and I'm like, this must be Coach's Corner. Don Cherry is saying some things I'm going to vehemently disagree with, and I look <laughs> up on Twitter. Yeah, he hates it. Wow! <laughs> surprise! Well, just as I was playing Don Cherry, you're rolling around on the floor, and you're practically... Cause <laughs> and it's I've making heard your... this before. Well, but sure. And, but, just... but I, and I'm not a big hockey guy. I'm more a football guy. I'm not a big hockey guy. Okay. But you made a really good point off off air when you walked in here uh, during the break there. This is sports. It's a game. It's a game. It's Who about, cares? It's about people coming to watch and having a good time. Yeah. That's why people get paid. They're paid to play a game and to sit there and say that, no, this is too important to be having a minute of fun after the game because you won. Yeah. Who does that serve, yeah. right? What kind of idea? And it's Don Cherry, and he's. If you find yourself agreeing with, if I find myself agreeing with Don Cherry on something, I'm like, what did I do wrong? He's someone that is old, and he likes things the way they used to be. Brian Burke came out with this two months ago on this exact thing because they've been doing this all year. We've kind of been waiting for Don Cherry's take on it. I've been to a Hurricanes game. I went last year. It was a bad environment. They weren't very good. They got their butts kicked by Pittsburgh. There were more Pens fans than Hurricanes fans. So if you can get people in the seats there, however they do it, they're better now. It's after the game. It's after the game. They're better this year anyway, and they're in the playoff hunt. But this is creating buzz for their team. More people are paying attention to them in a positive light. There are always going to be people that roll their eyes at anything in the world. Mm. People hate puppies, right? So there's going to be people that have a problem with this. It's after the game. If they do it in the playoffs after they won... The other team's off the ice. This has nothing to do with right. the other team. If it's about fa- the fans. Yeah, if the fans want to stay and be a part of it and cheer it on and clap. They do the and, skull right. clap, yeah, which the Vikings sure. stole from Iceland. And <laughs> you just look at teams go to center ice and raise their sticks after the game. That's right. what a lot of them normally do yeah. at home. This is an extra 35 seconds to a minute. Yeah. And the fans love it. And the players seem to enjoy it, too. And if anyone says, oh, but they're wasting their time thinking about this. Yeah. Do they look like they're really choreographed? No. Yeah. Someone says, you want to do this? Okay. Yeah. And they do it. Uh, by the way, Jordy Douglas was saying he was talking to a buddy of his with the Hurricanes, yeah. uh, like a, a, a equipment person with the Hurricanes, and they've got T-shirts down there, a bunch of jerks yeah, yeah, T-shirts, yeah. They're selling. and they can't keep them in stock. They're selling out. Yeah, they, they started selling them in store today. I almost thought about getting one. Sure. 32 bucks online, and I thought, that's a little much for a team I do not care about. Yeah. But the point is yeah. that this has given them ammo, and now they have a rallying point. Yeah. Now, right. I, I don't think the players ultimately care that much about what Don Cherry says. Mm. They're going to keep doing this. It's more so the relatively small fan base yeah. of a team like Carolina. Right. 
I kind of want to see them do well but and teams, keep doing this. But I was going to say teams and fans rally around stuff like this, mm-hmm. right? When somebody like a Don Cherry starts criticizing yeah. them, they make a bigger deal out of it. And I don't see other teams starting to do anything like this. I think this is Carolina's thing, and yeah. it will stay Carolina's thing, and it might right. just be for this season. Mm-hmm. But good on them, and Don Cherry can shove it. Christian O'Mell, he will have the CGOB Sports Show tonight right after the 7 o'clock news here on CGOB. What? I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times I find myself longing for change. Here's what we're going to do. Come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Here, come on, here we go. Jack, Jack, Jack. <laughs> look at me. All you got to do is trust me. That's all you got to do. That, of course, is from A Star Is Born. That is my pick. For best picture at the Oscars this weekend, Jeff Braun, one of the couch potatoes. Is it your pick? Is it your pick that you want it to win or that you think it will win? I want it to win and I think it will win because you know there's no clear winner based on the other award shows. Yes. And I think this one will get a swell at the last minute of support and I think it'll push it across the finish That's line. That's actually what I have been thinking in the really? last 24 hours or so since wow. we found out that all the other guilds, for the first time ever, yeah. nothing repeated. Right. Every single guild had a different winner than all the others. So, And the one thing, the one movie that hasn't won a thing at all is mm-hmm. A Star Is Born, so why not win the Oscars? And I think it might get this last minute push because, let's face it, Great movie, no question. Yeah. And there are other really good movies on here, but Bradley Cooper never directed a movie before, or yeah. at least not a big one like Pretty this. good achievement. Lady Gaga, really her first big acting role. Yeah. Pretty good job. Oh, yeah. Great story. Yep. I think it's going to win. Yeah, I got no problem with it winning. I do hope it does win as well. Yeah. And yeah, like, like why not? Although, so at this point, nothing would be a surprise. No. Nothing at all, Mm-mm. unless... Not even Black Panther. No. Yeah. No. I wouldn't even. I it would it never could promise. really be any of these. And let's talk about this because you've seen them all. Yep. Round of Come applause on. again, Jeff Braun, for checking them all Ew, out before yes. the Oscars. I've got wow. so, much, so little in my life. That <laughs> so much time to watch movies. So let's go down the list. We've already talked about A Star is Born. That yep. may come up again. You mentioned Black Panther. I don't think it's going to win, but a great movie for many reasons. I think, yeah, it's a good, it's uh, it's a Marvel superhero movie, but yep. it goes like digs one level deeper than most of the others. I think, yep. and honestly, if it wins Best Picture, that's not bad because why sh- why shouldn't it? The Marvel movies make up mm-hmm. like what thirty percent of all movie ticket sales are to these superhero yep. movies. Sooner or later, one of them should win Best Picture. Why not? And it's a good one. Yeah, and you know, in some ways, it may crack that black ceiling. Right? We talk about the glass ceiling with women. The black ceiling for people of color. I mean, obviously, this movie uh, sort of you know broke new territory there. Yeah, it did. Uh, the cast is not entirely, but almost entirely. And uh, I've learned this weekend because there's a lot of the other categories, the hair and makeup and set design and stuff that, that that just goes over my head. But a lot of the people of the Black Panther crew are also African-Americans. And a lot of these people are nominated and Mm -hmm. there hasn't been like any black person in these categories before ever nominated. So it's really breaking the the black ceiling in a lot of different categories. And you know how uh, comedies don't typically win at the Oscars? No. This was also a funny movie that could win. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Right? They do a much better job with these Marvel movies at not taking themselves too seriously, though. Yeah. So that's a good job. Another one that you liked, I know you <clears> liked <throat> a lot. I liked it a lot as well, Black Klansman. Yeah. Also, I guess, The Black Ceiling. Also mm-hmm. very funny. Yeah. yeah. Which is, that's what's so good about it, I think, is that it's very, it's funny, it's entertaining, but it's still about something very just deadly serious, right? Yeah. The KKK and all this. So but that, that, that achievement alone, I think... Does, gives it its spot on the list. I, I would hope. Mm-hmm. It, I hope it wins. I don't think it will. It doesn't have as much. I don't think chance. it will either. Here's another one that might win now after really nobody winning multiple times in any of these other awards yeah. is Bohemian Rhapsody. This is another one that could see a late surge and maybe win. And I saw today that uh, Queen with Adam Lambert will be performing oh. at the Oscars. Well, how, how many guys from actual Queen are left? The well, drummer and the guitar player, right? Two. There's still another guy, but he got He's out a long out time yeah, ago. Yeah. There's the two, right. and now Adam Lambert. and, and But the drummer's... Uh, Taylor, whatever his name is. Yeah, I think he's yeah, still he's, there. No, he's still there. It was okay. the it was the bass player, I <laughs> right. think, that said, okay. see you later. Yeah, yeah well, people dig the Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. The critics all just hate it. There's mm-hmm. All the critics are like in tears that it's even nominated and that it has a sniff of a chance of winning is just the worst thing that could ever happen to the Oscars. So I didn't mind it. I I enjoyed it. And this year is one of these, it's like, it's the gas leak year, right? Like anything could happen. We'll look back on this and be like, what was that year again? Yeah. So tell me about the favorite. It is one of the uh, nominees here as well. I have not seen one. this yet. Okay. Because because yeah. they, they play it up like it's a really funny, interesting movie. It is. It's not available for rent yet on iTunes. I think it is with, within the next couple of days. So I've been holding off to see it. So is it any good? It or? might still be in theaters. I saw it a couple of weeks ago in the theater uh-huh. still. So um, it's, yeah, well, because it's set in olden times. Oh. My history is Victor- just terrible. Victorian times, right? Yeah. Wasn't it? Or? Well, no, it's Queen Anne, I believe. So in Anish times. My my <laughs> my eras. I yeah. I'm I'm not up I'm on my eras. Terrible at it as well. Yeah. And but that's They've the thing. Got crazy dresses on. It though. looks like a period piece. <laughs> yeah. Which is people are like, oh, it's just like Downton Abbey or something worse than that or Shakespeare yeah. times, right? Yeah. But it's not. It's insane. It's really funny. Really? There's a lot of. Uh, it's very, there's a lot of sexuality involved mm. in it that we can't get into in daytime radio here, yes, but right. that's the gist of it. But b- weird, Between eh? the queen and these two women who are competing with each other to be like her right hand oh, person boy. or whatever. Uh, the Rachel Vice is already the right hand person to the queen, but then mm. Emma Stone comes to the castle and yeah. tries to usurp her. And it's, so there's backstabbing and intrigue. And a lot of it's kind of loopy, and then the ending didn't make any sense to me. So <laughs> it's it's it was one of the more interesting movies I've seen this year, and yeah. uh, I love anything interesting is not boring, and that's a good deal for me. I like a good story. I you know make yeah. me cry, make me laugh. Green Book is also nominated for best picture at the Oscars. It yeah. has won some awards, and apparently it is a very good story. Good good movie. It's a crowd pleaser. Everyone enjoys it. Every, you come out of the theater and everyone's like, wow, that was really good. And yeah. so it's so it's uh, not high art, which is probably the one of his problems mm. working against it as far as the Oscars goes. Yeah, because they're sort of stuffy and old at the Oscars. Yeah, but yeah. it won the Golden Globe and it won, I think it was the Producers Guild, mm. which is... I don't. Every one of these guilds claims to be the yeah. Well, the, well that's the, the telltale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's not yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. So, but and the performances by Mahershala Ali and Viggo Mortensen are both very good in that. So uh, Mahershala Ali is the favorite to win the Best Supporting Actor Oscar. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Roma also nominated for Best Picture. I tried to watch this <laughs> on uh, uh, Netflix. 
I lasted maybe half an hour oh or God. 40 minutes, and I was done. That's it. I couldn't do it. I'm going to try it again, but no, not in it. That's, I'm not, and the subtitles doesn't help, right, for that's me? What, that's what's so weird that Netflix got behind this to push for its first big Oscar push. Yeah. Because this movie, the last thing it lends itself to is the home viewing. Right. If you were in a movie theater... Yeah. You're A, you're much less likely to get up and walk out than you are to just sit at home and flip the channel. True. And you don't mind reading as much. Well, the words are way bigger for one thing. And it's easier to stay involved, get involved in it because your phone's not a distraction. Your dogs aren't barking, whatever, right? right? So It is tough at home. On on Netflix, it is a a tough view. And it's a good movie overall, but yeah, I had sort of a tough time with a lot of it too. The the Alfonso Cuaron, I think, is the lock for best director though, because there's some really cool visual stuff in it. you watch it to the end. Yeah. I'm rooting for, as I said at the top, Bradley Cooper, only because he hasn't really directed before. And I think he did a great, he did a great job acting. He sang in that movie, Star is Born. Um, I, I just, I Could really. sing at the Oscars. Yes. And I really hope he comes through and gets yeah. it. I, I agree. Probably not the case, but I hope so. For and, a while, I wondered, like, did he. Are they mad at him in Hollywood? Did he do something to a bunch of people? Like, no, why aren't they? Winning? I just but he's been nominated so many times. They yeah. must lo- love him, just not enough to. I just give him don't. Him. I just don't think he's paid his dues yet. You know, as you mentioned, the Oscars tends to be older, tends to be yeah. kind of stuffy. A lot of times, they're like, "Well, he's good, but he's not ready yet." Right? Look at Glenn Close, for example. Yeah, she's been nominated, I think, eight times. This is her ninth time. That's why I think she's going to get uh, yeah. best. Yeah, and actress. apparently, the movie isn't. Anything to write home about. It's but okay. Like, I think it's in the 80s. It? No, oh. I, but it's oh, in it's the legit. 80s on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So it must be okay, but uh, I think that's why she's going to get it. I don't think Lady Gaga, as much as I enjoyed her performance in A Star is Born, I don't think she deserves yeah. the Best Actress uh, nod. That's she's, the one. The Best Actor is what I would give to Cooper. You think? Yeah, hey? I would, because that's a powerhouse performance that he puts in there. And yeah. Rami Malek and, and Christian Bale as Dick Cheney, they're, they're imitating people. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I mean, it's, there's a skill to that as well, but I just think what, what he's doing in that movie is far more impressive. Well, and you mentioned the last of the Best Picture nominees, Vice. Yeah. Uh, Bale did a great job as Dick Cheney, but you're right. He's playing a character. He's playing a real person, and I think sometimes that's easier to do then, because you're mimicking as yeah. opposed to just playing a cool character that we can get into and believe yeah. in. He didn't have to invent a voice. He yeah. just had to copy the voice he could hear. Pretend that was his voice. And, and yeah. 20 years ago, just gaining that weight would have, that would have given him the Oscar right there. Absolutely. that's how it used to be. Everyone's doing it now. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. I've in fact gained weight for this show. <laughs> Just so today, so have I. I had a couple of donuts. I thought, should I have another? Yes, I'm going to gain weight just for this show because I know Jeff Braun from the Couch Potatoes <laughs> is going to be on the show today. So. I, I just had like three pieces of pizza, so I'm with you. There you go. And scene. Jeff, thank you, sir. You bet. I was just at DirtyWaterComics.com checking out some of the uh, images that you can find in the comic book Christy Pitts. Created by a Winnipegger, Jamie Michaels. And uh, Jamie joins us on the phone now. Hi, Jamie. Hey, Hal. How you doing? Great. Thank you for uh, coming on here for a few minutes and, and telling me about Christy Pitts. So Christy Pitts is a comic book, but boy, it's an important comic book. Tell us why. Yeah, well, we're looking at a historical fiction of an incredible true Canadian history, Hal. Uh, the year is 1933. Hitler has just become the Chancellor of Germany. And here in Canada, a history we really don't know, is we're seeing the emergence of swastika clubs, so proto-Nazis roaming the streets of Toronto 
looking to get in struggles and fights with immigrants, Jews, and Italians. So how did you come up with this? Uh, Sorry, go ahead. I I don't mean to interrupt you. Keep going. No, no, not at all. So, I mean, this is is a story that looks at Canada's largest race riot, where we see 10,000 people brawling on the streets of Toronto, trying to see what does it mean to be Canadian? Who is a seat at the table? What what really puts a maple leaf on your passport? Do you have to be a white Anglo, or or is there room for diversity in the country? So this is a really topical history, depressingly so today, and this comic is going to bring it to a new generation of readers. You know, comic books, as you know, Jamie, are usually, they're great stories, but there's not, I, I don't know as though there's another comic book like this telling real history, is there? You know, I'd like to think that we're in the tradition of, of some really amazing comics in, in the 90s and early 2000s. You've got Chester Brown's Louis Riel. So we're, we're in that tradition. We want to be cutting edge, like all our images are archival-based, looking at real images from these riots from Toronto at the time and kind of translating in a way that's fresh and dynamic. And I know scholars like yourself might pick up history textbooks on the weekends, but for the rest of us, you know, it, it's a bit of a labor. <laughs> so this is, this is history that we want to kind of bring to the public in a way that, that's accessible and fresh. I love it. Why did you decide to do this? Because it is a little unorthodox. You know, I'm a bit of an unorthodox person, and, and for two reasons this is a personal history to me. Um, my father's a Jewish immigrant to Canada. And when he first came to this country, it was a time where if you were a Jew, you couldn't join country clubs. Here in Winnipeg, you couldn't be a member of the Winter Club. This is, a, this is like an anti-Semitism that we'd like to think is buried because Justin Trudeau has a great haircut and tells us everything's going to be okay. But, but the battle for multiculturalism isn't over yet. It's, it's still in progress. And the books that we read matter. The films that we make matter. So for me, it's a personal story. And do you think the comic book can make a difference? I'm, I'm sure that has to be one of your hopes. You know how I'm, I'm one of the people that believes, just like Superman, that the comic book can save the world. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, has it been a difficult... I'm, were there things you didn't realize and know and, and you found out as you put this comic book together? You know how that's one of my great strengths as a writer and as an educator is I start from a very ignorant place, so I learned everything. It, it's, it's all new information for me, and because it was so fresh, I couldn't believe it. this history. I had never heard of it. Until I was 25 years old, I spent three years in the archives, reading the books, looking at the newspapers, reading my way through the 1930s, and I was shocked by it. I mean, this is Canada's largest race riot. We're looking at swastika clubs in Toronto. I'd never heard of any of this history. So I'm excited because it it was so amazing for me to learn it. I wanted to bring that energy to the comic. Well, it's getting great reviews. Uh, How can people get a hold of a comic book? Oh, that's the number one question, Hal. You can check us out at www.dirtywatercomics.com, and we'll ship one right to your front door. Dirtywatercomics.com. Excellent, Jamie. Good good luck with it, and uh, thanks for telling us a bit about it. Thanks so much for having me, Hal. Appreciate you. All right, that is uh, Winnipeg's Jamie Michaels. The comic book is called Christy Pitts, and the website, again, is dirtywatercomics.com. Pretty cool. And really well done. Uh, Jamie uh, wrote it, and uh, the illustrations, the pictures in the book are done by uh, Doug Fedro. So check it out. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.